Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I speak to Liverpool fan Neil Atkinson from the Anfield Wrap and Everton fan Peter McFarlane from the Blue Room podcast. Morning, both. Morning. Morning. Uh, Neil, first, two goals on the break. A clean sheet, you must be chuffed. Yeah, it's much better. Uh, I thought Liverpool's shape was good all the way through the game before you get into the goals. Uh, I thought there was a sharpness about them that's been missing recently. So all of that bodes very, very well indeed. Let's be clear about this, it's just one game. Uh, it might be against Everton, but it's still just one game and Liverpool have got a lot to do between now and the end of the campaign. But it was a real, real shift uh, in attitude, in, in, in outlook. But as I say, the main thing, the best thing was that the shape looked the absolute business. There was a lot of optimism, I think, Peter, after the the Arsenal win. Um, This may be a bit of a reality check, but at the same time, if you'd said you'll take three points from a game against Arsenal and a game against Liverpool, you would have taken them, wouldn't you? Absolutely, and I think I think that's it's so important to to keep that perspective uh, on on this you know on on this game from last night. Uh, Obviously, it's it's never good to lose a Merseyside derby. We'd always want to want to go to Anfield and put in a good performance, but as I say, a little bit of perspective is needed. And and if you would have offered me three points out of those two games before mm. before we went into them, um, I would have been delighted with that. So yeah, it's um, obviously disappointing to lose, but our biggest game uh, of this week is Leeds on Saturday. Um, question for both of you: What on earth is Jordan Pickford doing for the first goal? You, you first, Peter. Well, I think to be honest, he's not he's not helped. Helped out whatsoever by his defenders. I think no, I think Mikalenko, M- M- Mikalenko committing um, and and going to close down the angle of Nunes. Um, obviously, we, we we know all about Darwin Nunes's pace. I think I think once once Mikalenko makes that decision to go over when he's got two players behind him, I think he leaves Jordan Pickford totally exposed. Obviously, Nunes has done well, but I mean, as as a defender, Mikalenko's got to be better for me. He's got he's got to be better. He's got to he's got to make a decision there where. Darwin Nunes has got to pull something out of the hat, something spectacular out of, to score from that position. Now, when Michalenko goes over to close him down, he he opens that that space up behind, which you know there's two there's two Liverpool players. Jordan Pickford's gambled that Mo Salah's going to miss it and it's going to go to to the other player coming through on the back post. Obviously, that gamble didn't pay off. But as I say, I think it's more of a it's more of a fault of our of our defence, you know, our defenders rather than purely on Jordan Pickford. 
And and Neil, the the, the thing about both Liverpool goals is they were they were quick. They're on the break. Um, they were they were they're at the kind of pace that you you become used to seeing from Liverpool, but haven't seen for a while, and that's encouraging, isn't it? It is encouraging. They also picked the moments really, really well. Let's be clear about this. You know, you don't get many opportunities to play at Anfield on the break quite like that. And when those opportunities came up, they were absolutely clinical. And that's what we needed to see last night. We needed no messing about, to be honest with you, Rick. There's been so much messing about recently from this Liverpool side in a number of different ways. There's been behaviour that sort of borders on the jewel at times from this Liverpool side in a number of different ways. What we got finally last night was both a grown-up performance, but also in those moments they were absolutely absolutely surgical they were absolutely clinical and that's how they ended up winning the game by two goals to nil so you know it was it was the business all that and on Pickford I think just in general the idea of playing at Anfield in front of a crowd just gets in his head uh, and that works Liverpool's advantage and as long as he's Everton goalkeeper then I think we win at Anfield every year yeah, there was a, there was a moment towards the end where a lot of Liverpool fans were enjoying singing Divock Origi's name um, is is Sean Dyche going to have enough to, to keep you up do you think Peter I'd like to think so yeah um, certainly you know the Arsenal game would have given us would have given us more hope than last night um, I think a lot of it's dependent on the fitness of Dominic Calvert-Lewin because mm. as everyone can see um, you know this season with the lowest scorers in the Premier League there's no it's no coincidence that we find ourselves in the position we are um, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin hasn't been hasn't been firing on all cylinders and hasn't been able to play as often as we would have liked so I think it's going to be a tough task for Sean Dice to get a tune out of these players, but you know certainly we're not giving up. Um, as I say, last night doesn't really have any bearing on on mm-hmm. the rest of our season. Mm-hmm. Last night was almost like a bit of a free hit for us. Um, I think overall, obviously we didn't play the football that we wanted to see, but Liverpool have got two good goals on on the counter attack, um, which with their pace is not much really you can do about that, especially with you know with some of the players we're missing. Um, but overall, I think we've shown enough defensive solidity in the last two games to, sh- to show that we, we do still have that chance of grinding out the points and grinding out results. But as I say, a lot of it's dependent on the fitness of Dominic Calvert-Lewin and we certainly haven't been helped out by our owners who, who promised us a striker in January um, and one wasn't forthcoming. If you were listening yesterday, you'd have heard Dan Club from Redmond TV and Les Roberts from the Blue Room podcast previewing the game and they're back again this morning. Uh, Dan, you'll be a happier one this morning. Yeah, certainly am. Yeah, um, over the moon to be honest with you. It was much more like Liverpool, like Klopp said. Um, yeah, it was pretty much a vintage night for us. It was, yeah, much happier this morning than I was yesterday. Filled the trepidation yesterday morning when I spoke to you, but yeah, it's all good now. Does it feel like a big weight off your shoulders? Do you feel like okay, right, we're gonna, we're, we're going to have a bounce now? Yeah, we needed some sort of springboard, not just in the result, but the actual performance as well. I think we needed to show signs of what we were all about and what made us so special in seasons gone by. And that was all there last night. It wasn't sort of perfect in terms of the play and it wasn't always 100% accurate. But what it did show is that fight, that desire, that intensity is still there and the players are still capable. And I think between now and the end of the season, we just needed to see that and we got some key players back on the pitch as well from injury. So all in all, it was pretty much a spot on night's work. Uh, Les, um, let's just keep the, the final score aside for a second. In Everton's first game under Sean Dyche against Arsenal, we could see that real passion and real competitiveness coming from the whole of the team. Did you see the same from the Blues last night? No, it was the, it was the same old story, wasn't it? The, uh, it just didn't turn up at Anfield, didn't turn up in a derby and Liverpool did. Um, I think that was the most disappointing thing. We just um, we just let them play the game the way they wanted to. 
there was no real intensity from the weekend. I don't think we were ever going to replicate that performance, but you know, a fraction of that performance would have seen us in, in better shape during that game. Um, you can talk about things like fine margins, like if you know Tarkovsky's header goes in, the Reds are probably on the back foot then a little bit shaken because the confidence is low. It didn't, and they went and scored seconds later. But having said that, I don't think we deserved anything from the game because we just weren't in it. Um, in this morning's Echo, Chris Beasley wrote about the Blues' woeful lack of consistency. Um, how how do they now find that consistency? This is something several managers have been asking themselves for the last six, seven, eight years. Um, I really don't know. It's be, because they they will do that. It's you know you look at earlier in the season when Frank Lampard was there, and mm. um, we drew against Man City, then we get beat by Southampton, we get beat by Wolves. There's just no consistency, no matter what team or formation you put out there, never quite sure what one's going to turn up. Um, and that, that was the most disappointing thing because we had a platform to build on there and we just didn't. Uh, Dan, back to you. Jurgen Klopp was able to include uh, Virgil van Dijk, Roberto Firmino, Diogo Jota, um, Diogo Jota and the bench after injuries. Oh, my mouth won't work today, bear with me. Um, <laughs> I've got terrible toothache. Uh, how big is this as Liverpool start to head into the business end of the season? Yeah, it's hugely significant because he has to leave some, some first-team players out of the squad entirely last night as well. I think Fabio Carvalho, Oxlade-Chamberlain and Curtis Jones all miss out altogether. Mm. That just shows you the strength in depth and the options he does have to call upon. And you can probably add Luis Diaz to that list as well in, in the weeks to come. So, yeah, having them options available is massive because there's no doubt about it. We've had loads of problems this season. Injuries have been a main contributing factor to our sort of downfall. So, yeah, having those players to turn to when the game's tight or we're not quite at our best, especially Jogo Jota, he can be, he's predatory-like and if you need a goal that and often, he's your man. So, it's massive between now and the end of the season. I'm not saying top four's back on because I'm not entirely sure it is, but if we are going to do anything, having those players back is going to be huge. Uh, Les, Everton's director showed up at Anfield last night, this coming after they feel unable to attend games at Goodison Park on that security advice that we're told they were given. Uh, what did you think about their appearance at Anfield? Um, it was a little bit rum, wasn't it? <laughs> when they can't, they can't turn up for home games like a mile across the park uh, to then turn up at Anfield. Um, yeah, it was a little bit strange, the optics of it. And just to pick up on Dan's point there, talking about Liverpool's strength in depth, if anyone saw Everton's bench last night and the options that... Um, Dice had to play with. Mm. There was nothing on there. And there was no way he could really really put any player on to change that game. Whereas as Dan said, you know, Liverpool could put Jota on. Um, who could really, you know, he's he's a good impact player. He's as he said, he's a predator. Everton has just got nothing like that. And that pretty much comes down to the board's performance in August and January. And it's, you know, if if the worst does happen, because we're back there now, after the after the euphoria of the Arsenal game. Uh, thinking, you know what, we might be okay. And it did, it has kept our head above water that game. Looking at last night, you think, no, it is going to be a rough ride to the end of the season. If the worst did happen, it would squarely be on the board. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.